Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to what we think is episode 241 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring. As always, I am joined by... Matt Foster. Hello, everybody. Patrons just missed me. Uh, no, patrons just heard me really do a number on that intro. But you non-patrons, <laughs> you, you shit out. Ah, oh, episode 241. What a time to be alive. Coming up on this week's show, our... Delayed review, which is ironic considering we did the commuter last week, of um, Steven Spielberg's The Post. Um, I've also actually got quite a bit of what I watched. I don't know Good, because I, I don't have that much, to be honest. Okay, so it's going to be me droning on. We've also got our top five upcoming films of 2018. We have done that list, and we will, our lists, and we will bang them out at you. Um, and yeah, you know, we'll probably talk some other shit and whatnot. Um, anything, anything been happening this week, Mark? Um, um, the, um, the Black Panther, uh, premiere happened, didn't it? Mm. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's the latest in a long line of this is the best Marvel film. This is a completely new way to look at comic book movies. There's never been a comic book movie made like this before, etc., etc. All of these superlatives that have been launched at, I think every Marvel movie for the past five or six um, has creeped out from there. Uh, it, the thing is, it does look really fucking good, and I am really, really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't want to hear about it for the next three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I saw, I saw a tweet from someone saying it's like it's the first Marvel Studios film that actually means something. My my question, I suppose, would be: do, uh, Does every single fucking film have to mean something? Can it not? That, yeah. Can it not just feature black characters? And I, I think, it obviously, I suppose with this this topic, it, it, with this context, it's probably gotta mean something. But can it not just be? Can't we just have fun? Yeah, it, that that's it. My, my I was just thinking. Do you know what? I'm looking at that and thinking I'm going to enjoy that. Because it looks like a black exploitation comic book movie set in the eighties, yeah. And I, I and I'm looking forward to that. But then I was thinking, oh god, can you can you imagine if you went to see it and you came out of it and you went, nah, it's all right. And then and then you put out a tweet saying, shut up, Black Panther. It's all right. Now it's special. Just I get already I get the feeling like literally you'd finish tweeting that look up and there'd be just a bunch of people mm-hmm. with just fucking pitchforks in front of you and you'd be like, I, um, I, I, well I'll just I'll just change that it was the best movie I have seen since Get Out send mm-hmm. it, it just feels a little bit a little bit like that but the thing is it looks really fucking good and I'm glad that it's coming out and it's good but when everybody is saying it's good, it makes me go a little bit like, did everyone do this with Thor Ragnarok? Did everyone do this with Blade Runner? Didn't everyone do this with all of these other films? Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Now, a week later, people go, you know, one person kind of goes, what about this? And then everyone else starts to go, well, I, yeah, well, I actually thought this as well. I, I thought that, and then, and then, literally, it can go from being this is a fucking a, a, an actual masterpiece to two weeks later. Well, this is just shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. I'm I'm very much looking forward to Black Panther. I think it's yes. got. I think it's got an awesome look. 
uh, judging by the trailers. I really like fucking the, the trailers are fucking banging, and I, you know, I'm ready for Black Panther. The think pieces and the Black Panther should be winning Oscars that we're probably going to get in the next couple of weeks. Very much can do without. So yeah, yeah. The, the thing is, I, I I'm very much looking forward to it. And I'm a hard sell for that movie because I didn't like Black Panther, the character in um, Civil War. Civil War. Um, I, I think I said that the only way that you could get me to watch it is if I could watch it with an actual Black Panther. Panther. Yeah, I remember you saying uh, that. at the cinema, and we 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 we, we contemplated kickstart in that, um, mm. but then we thought that actually it it would probably eat me, so um, we decided to shelve the kickstarter on that. Um, mm. And it kickstarted. You decided to. I, I, I wanted to do it. <laughs> you wanted to that. You wanted it's to bone, video. bone of contention to this very day, Mark. You should actually. You shouldn't really bring it up. <laughs> I apologise. Mm. Uh, I, I mm. promise. I promise. I will. I will watch a movie with a big cat at some point. Cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, but has anything else happened in the world of film this week? I don't think it has. Has it really? Uh, I think it's been I mean, a fairly Amazon, quiet. Amazon are looking to get out of the Woody Allen game. Unsurprisingly, um, you know they, they're committed to releasing his next film but it seems like every single actor in that film's already said yep giving my shit to charity uh whatever no, no, no. apart from apart from Kate Winslet and, and, and Diane Keaton who oh, Diane, yeah. tweeted he's my friend here's a clip from something in 1992 and then people were like right we don't like Diane Keaton anymore yeah it's a little bit like do you know what you didn't need to do that sweetheart the thing, the thing is with, with Diane Keaton it's like does she really have a career to kill anymore? Not no, really. No, no that, that's not. That's not a. That's not. A, that's not me firing a shot at, at Diane Keaton. It's just she doesn't really do anything that much anymore, does she? I not that I fucking ever noticed anyway. Shit, which did doesn't she... mean to say she does. No, I was thinking, did she do it? It's complicated, but that was Meryl Streep, wasn't it? Mm. Was it? I'm pretty sure that was her and Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin. I want to say. Yes, it was. Yeah. Fuck, man! I tested a print of that New Year's Day, like getting on for a decade ago, like, I literally fucking drank um, antifreeze the night beforehand and went to work, like, New Year's Eve party, got a bit fucked up, and the day after, literally spewing up in the toilet in work and then tested a print of It's Complicated at, like, midnight on New Year's Day night. I, 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 the I, only I, way it's complicated should be seen, incidentally. Yeah, I, I, I reviewed uh, It's Complicated for... Um, I'm pretty sure it was for Radio York. Nice. <laughs> and I think my exact thing, my, my review of it, because it was literally, it was one of those things where I had to quickly review like the, the three or four releases of that, what is it, and literally record it and then just quickly send it to them. I only did it for like about a month and that was it. Uh, until I just scrapped the entire filming section. Um, uh, <laughs> and I think my review of It's Complicated was, it's just not that complicated, really. It's mm. just it's just middle-class knobheads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I saw Diane Keaton in was The Big Wedding. The fuck was that? The uh, Robert De Niro, Diane Keaton, Catherine Heigl, Amanda Seyfried, Topher Grace, Susan Sarandon, and Robin Williams. Jesus. Uh, That's a cast. A long divorced couple fakes being married as their family unites for a wedding. Okay. I remember actually quite enjoying it. Not gonna lie. Literally. Which, it, which, 
Yeah. That feels Which like is... one of those ones where I'm picturing the DVD cover now. All right. Go on, go on. I'm picturing it. All right. You've got the big in black type, wedding in bigger red type. You've got a wedding cake on the right, and you've got shots of their faces down the left. Possibly, yeah. The actual poster for it is is them all just sat laughing nah. apart from the couple who were not laughing. Right. All right. It reminds but me we... of Tangent. Do yeah. you know who used... I want to see... Right. The worst DVD and VHS cover art distributor in, like, the 90s and noughties. Entertainment in video. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Mark. You're my boy. You're my boy. Yeah. It's right. entertainment in video. It reminds me... Fucking... It reminds me... Like, the big wedding feels like something they would put out with that type <laughs> of cover. It does, absolutely, yeah. Like, seriously, entertainment in video, man. And that fucking logo. <laughs> it was so shit. Like... Jesus Christ. That was such a regional TV channel logo. Yeah, wasn't it, though? <laughs> yeah. The, what, what, like, the, the music was like... Bom, 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 bom. Yeah. There was a swoosh noise in there as well, I think. Oh, on, yeah, like, I think you're right. <laughs> no, shit. I need to see if I can get that on YouTube. <laughs> I'm sure there was a swoosh noise in that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Entertainment... <laughs> Fucking hell, entertainment in, in video. Logo, shit, yeah, come on. Yes, here we go. Oh, no, you connected to my fucking power beats. You fucking are as well, you twat. Right, fuck off. <laughs> right, here we go. It's going to be worth it. God, that was their logo until 2003. <laughs> it was so bad. Like, just fuck, man. But, like, God, because they, they handled loads of New Line stuff. Yeah. So it's like... There was a lot of big films come out on that. Like the Lord of the Rings extended editions and stuff. Oh, God, they had the worst fucking, like... Oh, my... DVD like, menus. Yeah, yeah, and the back of the box would be just, like quotes in speech marks in horrible big writing yeah and like oh yes it would be on it on the yeah down there'd be like a little synopsis and then there'd be like four boxes with like people like scenes in it yeah and it'd just be quotes do you remember the do you, do you remember the v you weren't probably working on the vhs and video distributed the vhs for donny brasco and it was it the front cover was fine. It was just the poster. Mm. The back cover was just fucking mental. Was it like a white background? And then just, yeah. it was like text on white. And, yeah, and it, it was just, just so many quotes. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then it had like the, uh, I think it's like the credits bit, but it was it was in silver and it was just that small that it was, it was physically impossible to read. Oh, God. They are just... Uh, that it, it just what the like what the fuck I'm glad they barely exist anymore. I mean they do exist, mm. but barely and shit, man. I mean also they're ones that just don't put shit out in 4K and it's they've got the hateful eight. I want the hateful eight. Don't they have the hateful eight? Yeah, they do. I mean fair play. They 
fronted the cost for putting out that roadshow version of Hateful Eight. You know, so there is that. But fuck, I'm yes, Mark, yes, fucking simpatico. I tell you what, like <laughs> that fucking music. Anyway, what the shit were we talking about? I, I, I don't know trailers. Di- oh, the big wedding and Diane Keaton and stuff. Diane Keaton, yeah, from, that, from, that was that was about eight. From Woody, Woody Allen, Allen's Woody Allen's entertainment and video logo. Fuck. <laughs> Connective tissue there. Jeez, fuck Christ! I'm having some flashbacks. <laughs> anyway, fuck. Um. Right, trailers. I know there's one that you're probably keen as mustard to fucking talk about. Um, Which one's that? Oh, come on. The Make It Rain. Oh, fucking hell. Right. Oh, Hurricane Heist. I am, I am a very, very big fan of that tagline. Yes. That shit is fucking inspired. Like, and also in the trailer, six hundred million dollars at six hundred miles an hour. Yeah, like it. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that fucking thing looks like it should be a sci-fi film, but it's going to get a theatrical release. The thing is, I, I, I genuinely don't think there's a better way to sum up how that film came into being in, in that. Sounds like the exact thing that I would pitch whilst pissed after watching a back-to-back Hard Rain and the fourth of those and Fast Five. That's a good shout. That that is a like, good shout. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What if we took a rain? Oh, no, wait a minute. A fucking hurricane mm. and a heist. Yeah. Do you know what? I I am so looking forward to that movie though. God, when's it out? When's it out? March the 9th. March the 9th. Yep. Make it rain. That's before... That's that's too far before Marathon Weekend. Fuck, that's a shame. Um, Yeah, I am very much looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. That looks fucking all the dumb. It looks all the dumb. It it does. You're watching it going, do you know what? Ryan Clatter and the the guy from True Blood who's done basically nothing since Maggie Grace who let's be honest it ain't that great so you can kind of see why she's in it uh, Ralph Inson you can see why they're in it Toby Kebbell he needs to fire just, his fucking agent it is a little bit like yeah Toby you need to fire your agent mate because he's a good actor mm. you know and he does so much crap yeah, there was that time that like he was just appearing in Disney films. Like he was the bad guy in the Prince of Persia film, and he was like the bad guy's uh, like assistant in the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Fuck, man, that's Nicolas Cage, Jay Baruchel, and Toby Kebbell. That was a fucking weird combination. Anyway, Warhorse. He was in Warhorse as well, wasn't he? I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like he was like he's really fucking good in Rock and Roller. Um, mm. The you know, veteran. I, I remember that that, that, that being oh, a not great movie, but he was he very was, good in he it. He was really good in the veteran. What was that one where? Oh fuck! Dead Man's Shoes. Shit, wasn't he? He was the brother in Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah, Dead, Dead Man's Shoes. I mean, shit. I mean, that's a from Dead Man's Shoes to the Hurricane Heist. Yep. Yeah. Back. Do you know what? Though, I'm still looking forward to it. I'm going to watch the fuck out of it, and I like to see Ralph Innocent get work. So you know. Yep. 
I yep. hope um, Ralph Innocent, he's totally going to have a hurricane-related death. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah, it will be. It'll be nasty as well. He'll get hit by, like, I don't know, a, a safe or something like that. Mm, mm. Um, um, what else we got? Mute. Indeed. Yeah, that fucker... That fucker looks like it's taking Netflix films up a fucking notch. Yeah, yeah. And you know, that, that's not that's not because we've enjoyed some Netflix films, but some of them have been a bit shitty. Um, but I don't think that's Netflix fault. I think that's just shitty filmmakers. Um, but that's there's a lot going on in that. I like the fact the trailer gives you basically nothing about the actual film, but it's you can tell that Duncan Jones has just gone right. I've got the money I wanted to make this properly. I'm going to fucking make this properly. And that's... He, he, he's been quite forward in coming out and saying, you know, they don't... Nobody was going to give me the money to make this movie. And then Netflix offered it. There you go. It's been great working with them. They literally went, how much do you need? This much. Right, there you go. And then they left me alone. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And that that's... And it just it feels like the palate cleanser he needed after Warcraft. I mean, he made Warcraft wasn't a one for them; it was a one for him. But obviously, yeah. it was a very, very big scale thing that didn't go that well. Despite the fact that that film is good, and I will be rewatching it before Mute, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I remember we, we we both quite enjoyed it actually, and going into it knowing basically nothing about what's it, and as well, the weird thing about Warcraft is it's kind of perceived as being a massive failure, and it it, it wasn't. You know, Warcraft made money. Yeah, Not, no. it just didn't. It just didn't make it in the US. Yeah, I mean that's it, like internationally. It, it was like Pacific Rim. Um, yeah. you know, that's still got a sequel, which we'll get on to. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it looks fantastic. That trailer is all I need to see. It's just that fucker is hopefully going to be in Dolby Vision 4K February 23rd or whenever it comes out. That is going to be a fucking hell of a Friday night. Can't wait. Yes. Um, oh, fuck it's three weeks Friday Jesus yeah it's only, it's only a few weeks woo uh, what else I watch uh, when we first met uh, another Netflix film that actually um, hmm, it's that a comedy from the guy who did the Duff okay yeah um, stars Alexander Daddario and Adam Devine who uh, I just it's that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just, I can't see why people find him funny. He just looks really smug all the time. And it's like, he does. And his, his thing seems to be moving his head really quickly. A lot. That seems to be a lot of his comedy. He's screwing his face up and moving his head really quickly. And apparently people think, you know, there's a, a workaholics has got a really big cult following. I, I tried it. Didn't get on with it, but, other people think it's great and that's fine. I, it didn't, I didn't actively dislike it. I just watched a few episodes and went, I, I'm just not finding this funny. It wasn't, didn't like offend me or anything. I was like, this just isn't for me. <laughs> but yeah, the few things I've seen him and I've kind of been a little bit like, I don't get it, but on, it's on Netflix. I'll, I'll end up watching it is what I'll say. Fuck man. It's just anything on Netflix. You just end up watching it, don't you? Which, which is great. Yeah. It's got Robbie Amell in it as well. And I, I quite like that guy. Fuck it. You pay your fucking tenner a month or whatever it is, and it's on there. It's just, yeah, great. Okay, and it's content. You know, it's one of those ones that is just content. Mute yep. isn't content. That no, one... Mute's an event. Yes, that one is content. 
That's the thing. It's like, you know, in the end of the day, it's like in the cinema. You've got the big event films, and then you've got the fucking... All right, I may, as, I may as well watch that and kill an hour and a half of my time. Why not? Yep. Netflix uh, is kind of just doing that, and great. You know, you, you, you pay attention for the big ones. The other ones just kind of drift past, and they're a perfectly amiable an hour and a half of your time. Good stuff. Job done. Yeah. Absolutely spot on. Yeah, there is. So that has got Tuesday night movie with a pizza written all over it. Straight up. Yep. Yeah. Um, Ant Man and Wasp or Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, I constantly forget this movie is actually coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Marvel. It's the other Marvel film this year, isn't it? I mean, I, I do feel sorry for Peyton Reed and company because you know Black Panther and Avengers. Um, and then this, uh, yeah. I don't know. Ant Man's fun. I like the tra- I like this teaser. To be fair, um, yeah, it 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 it, it, it it's fine. Um, and you know, I'm wondering when all the sexual harassment claims come out against Michael Douglas, which inevitably are going to come out. Um, will they replace Chris? Will they put Christopher Plummer in the first Ant Man or just this one? Well, he's he's already shut that stuff down, though. Um, yeah, but, it was well, it was quite amusing to basically come out and went, "It's not true. It might be true." It's a long time ago. But just the fact it was like, <laughs> "This is coming," like this is coming. I've been told it's coming. So instead of just like backing away, it's like, do you know what? No. Yeah. I'm. Th- this is what this was. I don't really know who this person is. If they're saying this stuff, I don't, I don't know. And it just seemed to be like, yeah, and it just fucking, it just it went, went away. away. <laughs> There's certain people, it's kind of gone away. Where There's a few of them that have come out and gone. Some of them have come out, a lot of people have come out and said, you know, and have denied these allegations and stuff like that. Obviously, that's not exactly what it is. But there's a few kind of people who've just come out and gone, nah, it's bollocks. <laughs> and people have gone, oh, 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 is it? And they've gone, yeah, it's bollocks. The thing is, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's basically journalists tried to dig up other stories on Michael Douglas and they just didn't find any. So it was like, because it was only one person, it was just, we don't like, because all these things seem to be, we've had reports from multiple women telling the same types of stories, even though they were unconnected beforehand, uh, or, or men, you know, so like with Kevin Spacey, James Franco, it kind of, it like, it, there's a certain MO that is followed that kind of almost mm. corroborates this kind of stuff. But with Douglas, it was like, it was one woman, and, it, you know, it, it's almost like Dustin Hoffman in a way as well. Like, he's had a, he's had a couple of people come out and he had that uncomfortable time with uh, John Oliver in that interview. Mm. But... Well, it, 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 the, the same as the, the, the Stallone one, where that came out, mm. and then um, there was all this stuff about, oh, well, they've got this police report and everything like that, and... Then he said, his people kind of said, they've got a police report because a police report was filed. What they didn't tell you about is that the date that the woman said it happened, Sylvester wasn't even in the country at that point. Uh, and, and it's like, so can someone report that? And then went, no, nah, we're just going to leave it now. And he's like, and Sylvester went, you know what, fuck it. Yeah. I, I know it didn't happen. Everybody else knows it didn't happen. There we, there we go. That's and sad. it's... And even the the, the um, investigator that took the um, statement down said that he was called up by a British tabloid newspaper and asked if that statement was correct. And he said, yes, but then we followed it up. We found that he wasn't even in the country at the time. And they went, and all they did, all they printed was, um, 
the investigator was contacted and, and confirmed that yes, this statement was correct. Oh. <laughs> I, it just, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, I, it's interesting, but it. I, back to the trailer, though. Yes, back to the trailer. After my jokes, because I don't know where to tell you. But yeah, it, it, it looks fun. I enjoyed Ant Man. Ant Man's fun. Yeah, but it I mean, doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, that's fine. I, I, I'm that, fine with cool. that. Yeah. Why not? It, it feels like it's going to be a fun. And the, the Peyton Reed does the kind of like the fizzy, poppy, like that kind of catty, kind of biting each other, uh, man and woman kind of stuff quite well. And it kind of feels like Ant-Man and Wasp is going to do that. You know, I mean, like you, you watch something like Down, Down With Love. It's like kind of almost apply that kind of sparky dynamic to two characters in a superhero film. Because to be fair, you don't have an awful lot of like established partners in... In, in, in like in relationships in superhero films because it's always no, will they won't they we would i, I think what, what I, I have a feeling that what we'll get with ant-man and, uh, and the wasp it will be it will be more of angelina lily's movie than it will be paul rudd's and paul rudd will be fine with that that's the thing yeah. he will you know and and that is fantastic mm. but the dynamics of michael douglas with the building which noel is has raised he yep. has his concerns, and yep. yes, you're hoping you're hoping that there's a um, that, that literally as he does that, as he then walks off with the little fucking wheelie building there. You're hoping that Paul Rudd goes, how how does that work? How do, how do you do that? And Michael Douglas literally just turns around and says, "You wouldn't understand." And then they get in the car and drive off. Sorted. Or, or just it would take too long to explain. Yeah. It just, yeah. the, the, it's got no plumbing. Or, it's none of your business. There you go. Yeah, yeah, no, no, exactly. It, it, I mean, it'd be like Looper. That was one of the things that sticks out with me with Looper is like, they're trying to explain it. It's just like, you know, what's the point? Yeah, you're, un- you're unravelling your own... Explaining it is you're unravelling it. Yeah, you know, it's, I like that. Just fucking go with it. And, you know, I mean, fuck, it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> You know, it just exactly. have fun, have fun. That's the thing. This is because I think Avengers. I'm looking forward to Avengers an awful lot. That film is going to be quite serious. Yeah, Funny. Black Panther is going to be quite a serious film. I mean, it's probably going to be badass. It's going to be cool, but I've got a feeling that flick's not going to have many jokes in it. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, yeah, I can definitely and, see that. that, and that's fair enough. Ant Man and the Wasp. It's going to be light. It's going to be frothy. It comes out over here in August. That feels like perfection to me. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So, yeah, absolutely. There we go. Cool. What else? Uh, the um, Tomb Raider live action game trailer. Um, looks like I, a Tomb Raider game. I'm up for it. I'm up for I'm it. I'm up for it. It literally looks like there should be button prompts at times. <laughs> yep. But I'm uh, up for it. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, you—you you actually mentioned this one, uh, Hereditary. Ooh. I don't want to build myself up with hype, but there's some imagery in this fucking yeah, film, and it fucking like, is, isn't there? Yeah, it looks like there's got some shit going on. Yeah, I yeah, don't I, think I don't think Tony Collette does a horror film for nothing. No, I, I did look at it and think Tony Collette. 
always make quite interesting choices with movies. You know, even you look at it, motherfucker. Sorry. Yep, that's it. Even when you look at it that and you think, ah, oh, well, that's a paycheck movie, you get the feeling that actually she she maybe knew what was going on nah. with Triple X. Everybody did apart from Vin Diesel. Everybody did that, I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you. Also, Hereditary is, is two and a bit hours long. Yeah. Really? Yep, two oh six. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 up for that. Very much up for it. It's a I can, it's a it's a good trailer. Just that opening image of like the zoom in into the dollhouse looking thing, but it's like it's actually the people in there. I like I'm intrigued to see how that fits. I, yeah, I have questions. There's a burning person. There's a, a well, yeah, literally when you got face. this IMDb page, the first image you see is the burning person. Yeah, I'm not surprised. That that shit that shit looks like it's gonna fucking have some levels, and I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and then that, that's, that's it for me for trailers. Cool. Um, oh, man. I'm quickly getting pissed. This is fantastic. Um, <laughs> right. Um, Unsane. I, I didn't watch this one. Yeah, so it's uh, Soderbergh. Well, I, yeah, I've got two more. So the uh, Soderbergh one. Um, is that Soderbergh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shot, it, is he shot it on an iPhone. Oh, is that that one? Yeah, it fucking looks like he shot it on an iPhone. Um, Does it? I mean, shit, man. iPhones can shoot 4K, but it don't. It doesn't really look like the bit rate's too great. Like it, it le- it definitely has a kind of low budgety, handheld, claustrophobic-y, They're all out to get me feel, uh, which is great, but it doesn't look good. You know, um, straight up, it just doesn't look good. God knows what this thing's going to look like projected, um, but. Fox are distributing it in the UK, so it's gonna get a theatrical, um, yep. which is which is cool, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, March, end of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we'll, um, yeah, it's it's an intriguing trailer, and I like the fact that he basically shot it in secret last year, and then. Like, just like, yeah, I've got this thing coming out. That's kind of awesome. Um, and also, as well, it's from the writer of Bait Shop, Just My Luck, and Larry the Cable Guy, Health Inspector. Well, that is quality. It's yeah. quality fair. Um, oh, you also wrote The Spy Next Door, the Jackie Chan, the Jackie Billy Chan Ray Cyrus film. movie. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, this is all very promising. And um, we Are you sure this was Soderbergh. <laughs> apparently, yes. Um, I mean, to be fair, Logan Lucky was written by a made-up person, so maybe this guy is made up and he was Soderbergh all along. Fair point. <laughs> maybe we've all been judging Larry the Cable Guy's sequel wrong. <laughs> yeah, quite. You know, well, no, we've been judging it right. It's just Steven Soderbergh's weird. Um, <laughs> fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there's that, and you know, good luck to it because he basically. Logan Lucky, he decided to do all the marketing all himself and kind of release it basically independently and then fucked up majorly. Um, uh, you know, because that film just didn't make money, mm. despite the fact it's really good. Um, yep. But yeah, I'm saying. So there we go. We shall see. And my last one, new trailer for Pacific Rim Uprising, which I am convinced is going to be shit. I'm looking forward to being proven wrong, but I'm convinced it's going to be shit. Just which one was that? Sorry, sorry. Which one was that? Sorry, Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh yeah, it's gonna be shit. 
Like I know Noel's looking forward to it because he yeah. likes Saturday morning cartoons. Well, he'll love that because even all of the people's that faces wasn't look like they're CG'd. The yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. E- even all the people's faces look like they're CG'd just, in this movie for some reason. I don't, I think, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, do you know what? I, I hope that I am wrong, but I have such low expectations for that movie. It just it made me laugh because I was listening to. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about the Shape of Water and when it comes out. I, it was an unlimited screening last night. Uh, I, I will just say right now that film is fucking incredible. Oh, nice. Like, for me, I'm... I wonder if it... It seems like the kind of thing that maybe speaks to me more than it would speak to you, but I might I might be surprised there. But mm. if you're not as into it as I was, I wouldn't be surprised. That's a fair point, there. But I was listening to a and a after with a bit the dga podcast and the director's cut is fucking fantastic so it was basically baz lerman interviewing guillermo del toro about the shape of water it's like 50 minutes long it's great um nice. yeah no it's, it's really good and he was say he was saying like well i was going to do a sequel and then i wanted to do my fish movie and then inaritu and quaron said do your fish movie don't do the sequel, you know. And he was like, "I wanted something spirit." And then he was like, the, "The the one of the can jury members." He was like, "I wanted something spiritually nourishing, and I didn't want to do the sequel." He's obviously talking about Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah, because I think he's just produced this one. Yeah, and it's just like the trailers for Pacific Rim had basically gave me an erection. You know, yeah. like they were fucking full. I mean. The neon lighting, the rain coming down, the the idea of the bridge that was introduced there, just that fucking shot of the 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 Diego grabbing what was it the fucking lamp pole with like almost like a baseball bat or yeah what was it yeah like just that fucking that shit man fucking incredible just boner inducing trailer Pacific Rim Uprising is not that it's all in daytime it's That's a weird one that one it, it it looks like i don't know it just looks like muppet babies i it just it's i don't pacific rim seemed like it was trying to be almost an arty version of what that was this looks like they've gone way the other way well, the, the thing is, um, Pacific Rim, the interesting thing, I mean, that came out, um, Sky did like a big section of interviews, um, Sky Movies, sorry, did like a big section of interviews with like the cast and the uh, and Del Toro. And he basically said, you know, all those movies that I used to watch as a kid on like a morning and stuff like that, that's it. I wanted to make, a, he said, I wanted to make a movie that 12 year olds would look at and go, that's fucking cool. <laughs> And, and, and that's the thing, and he did that, you know, yep. and he, he got that out of his system, and just like, because he always said he was going to do Pacific Rim Uprising, and then he went off to do The Shape of Water. You watch The Shape of Water, and you fucking understand why. Um, so, like, Mark, seriously, right, fucking, that might actually be my film of 2018. Like, nice. I actually don't think I'm going to have a reaction to a film, which is kind of depressing, considering it's only January. I'm I'm kind of convinced I'm not going to have a reaction to a film the way I did to Shape of Water. 
like for the rest good, of the good year. Good thing is, uh, is, is you get but, to watch it later on in the year again and have that all over again. Yeah, I mean, like I, I haven't been to the cinema to see something for a second time in I don't know how long. I think I will with Shape of Water when it comes out. That film is fucking like that film's fucking special, and the fact that I and I know it's the zeitgeisty thing. But people talking about Get Out and Lady Bird and whatnot instead of Shape of Water, despite the fact Shape of Water got 13 Oscar nominations. Like, it just, I haven't seen Lady Bird, but fuck me, The Shape of Water is so much a better film on every single fucking level than Get Out. And I like Get Out, but so much better than Get Out that it actually gets me a little bit annoyed that people seem to be saying the film with the fish man that the Mexican man directed for 19.5 million no 19.3 million dollars the official budget was 19.5 million dollars did del toro gave them change he gave <laughs> them back 200 grand you watch <laughs> that film you watch that fucking film and you tell me how it was 19.3 million dollars jesus fucking wept like fuck anyway what was I talking about? Pacific Rim. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Ah, uh, just, I am glad I'm not seeing Del Toro's Pacific Rim uprising because we got the shape of water instead. Yeah. I am already worried that we have got Pacific Rim uprising without Del Toro. Which is fine. Yeah. We'll watch it. We'll review it. Shit, man. If it's my number one surprise, it, I tell you what, I will tell you this now. If this film is anything more than a four out of five for me, four out of five or more for me, it will be my number one surprise of the year. Nice. Like, I, I am predicting two out of five. Uh, I'd be happy with two out of five. Like, just fuck it. And, but we'll have Noel on. Yep. I'm assuming we'll he'll probably will. come on to review this. Um, and we'll, 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 if so, we'll have him on and we'll just see what happens. I, I can never tell with Noel anymore. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway, moving on. Right, The Post. The Post. Post. It's directed by Steven Spielberg. It stars Meryl Hanks and Tom Streep. And. I did that on. I did. I do that on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. Bob Odenkirk's in there as well. David Cross yep. is in there as well. Um, yep. um, um, Tracy Letts is there. The, the 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 guy who did that film that got a load of Oscar nominations a few years back. Who I can't. He's a playwright, and he did that yep. one. What the fuck uh, was it called? All the family in that house. Joe, something, something Joe. What the fuck's it called? I, I loved it as well. No, not Killer Joe. No, the the, Killer jo- the one where they're all in the house. Um, it's the family, and there's the the, the brother who's shagging the sister. Um, oh, August, Osage County. Os- oh, yeah, that's the fucker. Yeah, yes, he, he did, wrote yeah, he that. Did he's, that. He's in this. Um, and who else? Uh, Alison Bree. Bruce in Greenwood. It. Bruce Greenwood's in it. Sarah Paulson's in it. Bradley Whitford's in it. Bradley Whitford's in it. Zach Woods from Silicon Valley's in it for a bit. It, it literally like a blink and you'll fucking miss him. Yeah. Meth Damon's in it. Meth Damon is in it. Um, so. 
Michael Stuhlbarg's in it. More, my, Michael fucking Stuhlbarg's in it. He is. He is. He's in The Shape of Water as well, and he's really good because The Shape is of it? Water is fucking brilliant. So he's in the post Shape of Water and Call Me By Your Name. Yep. And he he's didn't in... get an Oscar nomination. He's in three Oscar nominated Best Pictures. Yep. Out of nine. Yep. He's in thirty-three percent of the best pictures. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking ratio. That is. <laughs> he's a, the thing is, he's a cracking actor. Actually, that guy as well. Oh, Stallbar's fucking amazing, man. Like, yeah, have you seen Call Me by Your Name yet? I've still not watched it. Fuck, Mark. Come I on. know. I need. To, I need to. Got to watch that speech. Come on. Right. Fucking hell. Right. This is. Oh, I've got a buzz on like no one's business. I tell you what. Right. The post. What What happens in the post? Ah, oh, well, you know. It's about the 70s, but it's also about now. Um, And the Pentagon Papers. Shit's not going well in Vietnam, but the government doesn't want the people to know it. But there's someone in the government that does want the people to know it. And so they release it to the New York Times. And the government say, you, stop it. So then the Washington Post say, we'll pick it up instead. And then the government says, you, stop it. And the Post goes, no, no, I will not. That's my impression of Meryl Streep. Spoiler alert. She doesn't. She doesn't. Maybe quite. That's basically the film. Sorry. Um, but but Meryl Streep is also a woman in a man's world, and Bruce Greenwood is her friend. But Bruce Greenwood is McNamara, and McNamara is implicated in all these dealings, and things happen. The thing is, right? I saw this film three nights ago. I really, really enjoyed my time with it. I'm kind of finding it hard to remember things about it. And I don't think that's because of the drinks I've been having. I think it's because... And I know this isn't the usual structure, because usually it's what do you think, Mark. I'm going to pose you a question, Mark. Mark, when did you see this film? Side question. Yesterday. Right. How much do you remember? Not that much. Yeah. Mm. This is the thing with the Carrie Coon's in it as well. Yeah, she is. She's um, the, the 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 reporter lady female who gets ge- female jealous, yeah. Who, who says the the thing at the end? Yep. Well done, Carrie Coon. Yep. Liked you in Gone Girl. I loved her in Gone Girl, and she's apparently really good in the Leftovers as well. Bit of a thankless role here. Um, in fact, in my mind's eye, fuck. I just confused her with someone from another film that I'll talk about later. But fuck, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, the post. I don't know how long this review is going to be because it's Spielberg doing important thing, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep acting in important thing, and it's very good, but it also feels like it's so zeitgeisty yet from the 70s that it's kind of not going to have much of a lasting impact. Thoughts? Mm. it's a bit it's good because Spielberg's Spielberg Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep and there's there's a lot of good actors in it um but is it actually that good and do you know what I don't think it is. I just think it's it's well done. But then it, I'm saying that, and while I'm watching it, I'm thinking, 
this is not a very this is at points quite an ugly movie in terms of the styling of it it's too stylized yeah Kaminsky needs to fucking just not do his thing yeah it, it's it's too we go back um, let, let, let me tell you on a, on a brief little backward journey to the last time um, Spielberg did anything around kind of a war thing and it was um, Saving Private Ryan <laughs> yeah, yeah you know that's the last time he did anything around kind of war so you're talking what 20 years ago 20 years ago now Saving Private Ryan's 20 years old this year Mm. Um, and I remember watching that and it being, there was a realism to it it felt, you know, there was often that fucking thing of, you know, watching it in a cinema and with all that immersiveness you, 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 know, you felt like you were there and obviously you didn't feel like you were there but you felt like you might be there, is what I would say this it doesn't, it feels too it feels like what people's impression of what that would look like in the 70s rather than what it actually looks like. And it's a thing that, that you often cite quite a lot. Um, we're talking about movies that are set in the future or set in the past or set somewhere outside of, of, of now in the fact that, that, that this doesn't feel lived in. It feels like a costumes. Stagey as fuck. That, that, yeah, that have been made. Mm. That that is that is the first time mm. every single one of those people has worn that outfit. Yeah, that's a really you know, good way of putting it. Tom that. Hanks hasn't wore that suit to work before, but then the next day he hasn't wore that suit either, and then the next day he hasn't wore that suit, and Meryl Streep hasn't wore all of that, and that's the they've literally. It's amazing that everybody has moved into every single office they're in and every room that anybody's been in has literally just been decorated the, the, the day before they have to have a scene in it. It's amazing. It, it, it's it's mind-blowing uh, that that has happened. And it just... I'm watching it going... It, is, it, is it because I know that this film was made quickly? Not, I'm not I don't want to say rushed... But I do want to say rushed because it Fuck does yeah, feel it rushed. rushed. It feels rushed. It feels like they went right. Got this. Got, we're going to make it. Tom, can you do this? Yeah, Meryl, you'll, you'll, you'll come and do this. And all the Spielberg essentially did what Spielberg can do and got people to come work with him because people nothing wrong with that at all. But it doesn't look very good. The story feels fucking rushed. And it feels a little bit like they can go, we can get away with it all because I'm Spielberg. Well, I mean, I think I agree with all those points. It's, I think Streep, the way she comes into her own and just the way she looks at people and the way her character develops through the course of the film, I think is really interesting. And I liked Tom Hanks's. He's always, he's always been like that. The whole kind of like Tom Hanks can never be a bad guy thing was a thing for a while. And mm. even in like the Road to Perdition, he's a bad guy, but he's you know he's got he's got a soul. Um, yeah. And there, there, there is that good guy thing here, but I liked that he had that determinism. Yeah. And that drive, and I thought that was really interesting, and um. I was caught in the drama, but it's it's the most. I, I said something was the most three star film I've ever. The, the Commuter last week, 
Yeah. If the commuter is the most three star film I've ever seen, the post is the most four star film I've ever seen because there are bits that are incredible, but it's not those bits don't equal to an incredible film. No, they they, they, they don't. You see, the the, the street park it is very good uh, in the fact that she just she's her character is clearly uncomfortable within the world she's in mm. but because she's uncomfortable she she has this almost this calmness where she's able to because because she doesn't know the exact ins and outs of everything and that's not a criticism of, of her character she's very much she, she she doesn't need to know she needs to know as much as she knows she's able to make a decision based on everybody listening to everybody and going right I need, to, I need to do what I think is right. And she makes those decisions. She's not pressured by anybody. She's able to do that with a a, a great kind of sense of, of, of control of her own mind. She's very in control of her own... I'm making a decision, not because I trust in you more or because I believe in you more or anything like that. It's because I think it's the right decision to make. And all that's very well done i think it's all very well acted by everybody involved there's one there's one shot though that made me go ah fuck that's that's a little bit can i guess spielberg occasionally gets things and he's too on the nose can i guess yeah is it towards the end yeah street coming out of the courthouse yeah yeah that's fucking yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, it, it's fine. <laughs> the house, and then saying, and then saying, do you need, you need to make a statement? And she turns around and says, "I don't see why we need to." He's already making it, and then she walks down. But then you've got all of the anti-war hippies, all essentially form, and they're all women, all form a guard of honor. It's a bit like we get it, we get it. You've 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 achieved that without doing that. That shot I, goes on almost parodically long, and it is. It, it, it's like it's like brilliant. Yeah, we we get in fact. It's like, oh no, now you're hitting me with a fucking mallet and pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's it's the occasional thing of of. I just think that sometimes Spielberg, and it happens with a lot of directors. It happens with a lot of um, of, of, of of powerful directors. I think occasionally they need somebody there to go. Nah. And Scorsese says it, that he needs uh, Thelma Schoenemaker to say to him, that's a little bit too much. Or that don't work that. And that, that, you know, that that a lot of the film happens, you know, they get a lot of the film in, in the editing and things like that. And I just think that Spielberg sometimes just doesn't quite, he doesn't ever had that that thing of somebody going, that don't work. It's too much. It's too far. And it's just, it was really strange because I enjoyed my time with this movie and it was fine. I'll admit, I started to get a little bit kind of bored because you watch it going, but I know what happens. Yeah. And there, and therefore, it's a little bit like, I want you to I'm enjoying getting there, but I kind of want you to get there a little bit quicker. And then when it did get there, I was like, oh, is that it? Right. Okay. It is It is weird how it ends. It does just end a bit... 
Because that whole fucking Watergate thing at the end as well, it's almost mm. like, what, are they trying to set up a sequel or something? You know, like, it's like, and the it, thing is, I'd watch the sequel. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fascinating. I mean, it's it just like, right, what, is this supposed to be a, pre- be a prequel to All the President's Men or something? Like, it's, it's bizarre. But then I just think, shit. All the President's Men was a hell of a film. Maybe I should have watched that instead. You know, that, you that... see, now I want to watch All the President's Men. But also, well, never cast David Cross in a not comedic role because he has a comedy voice. Well, there's that, and he does fuck all. So then, yeah, because like, people are pointing this out on Twitter because him and Odenkirk did Mr. Show, and it's like, right, so you got the two guys from Mr. Show there together. Why? Why? Why is yeah? Why is David Cross there? I mean, David Cross. I like that guy. He made that. He directed that film Hits a couple of years back. Yeah, I've I, 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 I nothing. I've nothing against it. I, I like David Cross, uh, but he, he is he's a funny guy. Yeah, and he's got funny hair in it as well, hasn't he? Like, yeah, it just it, 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 it took me out of it a little bit. But they I, fucking Jesse Plemons worked with some people, don't they? That dude, like... I mean, you, you look at it, nah, over his career, him. he's worked with, director-wise, in the past sort of five, six years, he'll have worked with Paul Thomas Anderson, mm. Scott Cooper, Steven Spielberg a couple of times, mm. um, and Martin Scorsese. And he's and he's with Kirsten Dunst. Like, as well and as he's, in, he's in her directorial debut, I think, isn't he? Kirsten Dunst has directed a film? She's got a film coming out this year, ah, yeah, I'm sure yeah. she does. Shit. Uh, it's 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 a it's quite an interesting sounding one as well. Bear me two seconds. Let me oh, just check just the, so to make sure I haven't just fucking completely made this up. And she stopped smoking weed and she's actually doing something. Well, I mean, she was in the beguiled, but you know, the bell jar. Yeah. Not the bell jar, the bell jar. Okay. A woman who finds her life spinning out of control as she struggles with mental illness. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's a comedy. Oh, okay. Comedy <laughs> drama. Um. <laughs> You know, it is. It is adaptation of, yeah, it is an adaptation of the Belgia. Um, Jesse Plemons, Dakota Fanning, uh, Patricia Arquette. Mm. Yeah, that's apparently. Uh, I think pre-production. Well, that sounds all right, that. But, so it might never happen. <laughs> no, that sounds all right. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd be fine. That I'd, I'd, I'd happily watch that with that cast, and you know, it'd be interesting to see. You know, something like Kirsten does make of it all. No, absolutely. I, mean, I, I don't know. It just. I'm kind of not surprised it's only got two Oscar nominations. It kind of feels like Best Picture. Yeah, all right. You want to highlight that this is an important film this year? Sure. Meryl Streep. Yeah, she's really good. I, you know, Tom Hanks for Best Supporting Actor, I don't think would have been a bad shout. Um, no, it, 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 but it's just. It's all a little bit. I don't know. It's just. It all just feels a little bit out of place. Yeah. You know, Bruce Greenwood's comedy fucking makeup and just... I don't know. It just... It feels undercooked. Yeah, it does. It does. It feels like this is... This is a film that... Fair enough. Spielberg wanted to get it out the door because it's timely. Mm. It just... And, and the stars aligned. They were able to get schedules and it was just like, go, 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 go. And he has worked fast in the past. Yeah, it just. But in the, it, in the race to be first, did they? Yeah, did, the race to just get it out there. Mm. Have they? With a little bit of more pre-production, 
would this have been a better movie? Yeah. I just think it would have been. I, I, I just, I, I, I don't think everybody's working to the level they could. No, I agree. Which is a shame. Oh, sorry, Dan, what? Oh, sorry, Dan. Oh, no, I'm good. You, what are you sorry, Mark. No, sorry. Um, sorry, I'll sort these out in a bit. So. You don't want pizza? Uh, no, I'm good. Have you had food? Yeah. How was it? Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, sorry about that. Um, <coughs> I left the curtain open in the bedroom. Um, the light was on. Yeah, fair enough. Oops. Um, uh, is it some, is it, do you have moths? No, like it just um, like people being able to see in and whatnot. It's a thing, um, which is fair enough. Um, so yeah, no, I mean it just like I say, it's the most four out of five film you'll see. You know, it, it, for me anyway. Like I really enjoyed the time. I, I did really enjoy my time with it. I would watch it again. I'm not chomping at the bit to watch it again. Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm definitely not shit with it. Cause it's definitely yeah, not shit. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a lot better than touching cloth. Um, and maybe on a rewatch, I'll get more out of it. But I, I do just feel like it was just. I kind of wish it was a bit better because I think it had all the potential to be a bit better. But it wasn't that bad, so I think that that's kind of tempering my my, my enjoyment a bit a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, how was the poll? The poll was uh, definitely not shit. Fifty four percent. Okay. Yeah. Touching cloth. Thirty eight percent. And shit. Eight percent. Hi Dan. Hi Dan. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. No. Okay. So, uh, do you want to do the list? Uh, yeah, I can do. Yeah. Cool. Let's do the list. So, I believe Steve Dixon requested this. I think he did. Yeah. A, a while back. So, top anticipated for twenty eighteen. And, uh, yeah, do you just want to go Just go through them? Do you want to bang for it? Yeah, I can do. Uh, mine are, uh, number five, um, much anticipated, but it's happening very soon, is our Phantom Thread. Uh, yeah, like literally next week. Very good. Yeah, literally, literally next week. Um, so, yeah, number five, Phantom Thread. Uh, number four, Deadpool 2. Mm-hmm. Very much looking forward to that. Number three... Mute, which again is happening in a few weeks. But when I wrote this, I didn't know that it was happening in a few weeks because it only just got announced in it like last week. <laughs> uh, number two, dragged across concrete. Fuck yeah! For anybody who doesn't know what that is, dragged across concrete. Concrete is the uh, new Craig S. Zalat movie, um, which stars Mel Gibson and Vince Vaughn as uh, two overzealous cops suspended from the forest. Uh, this, 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 what is it? The IMDb announced uh, synopsis. Mm. Once two overzealous cops get suspended from the forest, they must delve into the criminal underworld to, to, uh, to get their just due. Which I'm just like, yeah, with that director and those two fucking guys, that's going to be great. It's also got Udo Kia, Michael J. White, Don Johnson. Uh, who else have we got in there? Um... Laurie Holden and Jennifer Carpenter. That's my number. That was actually my number three as well. Is it? That's yeah. My, uh, and my number one is The Irishman. Very good. Very. Have good. you seen the poster for that? It's fake. 
Is that a fake poster? Yeah, no, it was a promo. It, it, it was like a promo shot that someone then photoshopped a fucking like a like cassette photo that someone the the one with uh, De Niro pointing the gun at someone on the floor. Yes. Yeah, it's fake. Ah, uh, that's, that's mental that because it's it's now the poster that's what is it? it's on it's on IMDb. Yeah, no, they they, they oh, that's weird. Netflix did say that. I mean, yeah, the the Irishman. I reckon that's going to be in the bright slot this year. I think that's going to be yeah. just before Christmas. Yeah, it, it is without question. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's why that, that's my spoiler alert. It's in my twenty eighteen. So yeah, you you got the two of mine. So my number three was dragged across concrete. Um, my number. Um, uh, my number two was actually the Irishman. So my, um, I actually had a couple others in here as well. Um, so uh, uh, just in terms of like outside the top five, I'm actually really liking the look of Red Sparrow. Um, I'm really intrigued by that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm intrigued, I'll say. I'm looking forward to seeing it at the cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and uh, also Rampage. Because George, um, but yeah. Um, so this is this is on the launchingfilms.com uh, database. So you know these things are subject to change. My number five is Avengers: Infinity War, just because I really, 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 really like Civil War, and I think they showed that they could do well with a large cast. Now they've got a fucking insane cast. Let's see what happens. Mm. My number four is Mary Poppins Returns, which will answer the eternal question for me. Can I actually achieve orgasm thinking about Mary Poppins? Um, <laughs> and um, my uh, yeah, uh, my my number one, um, like seriously, man, like fucking Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. It's like yeah, that's that's, that's gonna be that's it, gonna be tricky for you. It just, it just it feels so wrong, it, but ah, oh, but it feels so right. Um, and uh, my number, um, fucking shit, I've lost my place now. So my number five was Avengers. Number four was Mary Poppins. My number three was Drive to Cross Concrete. My, my, my number two was The Irishman, I think I said. Yep. And my number one, yeah, okay. Uh, the Predator. That's a really good shout. Like, it's Shane Black. Yep. It's a really good cast as well. It's a good cast. He's doing a Predator film. Shane Black would not be doing a Predator film unless he had something fucking amazing cooked up. And he's co-written it with uh, Blokey from the Monster Squad, hasn't he? So Fred Decker, yeah. Fred Decker, that's it. Yeah, so shit, man. Yep. Yeah. I'll also say as well, it's not gonna it's not gonna meet the 2018 release date on launchingfilms.com, but Bad Boys for Life. They they've announced a, a, like these Belgian directors who directed this film called Black from a couple of years back, which I, I haven't seen. But start it starts filming this year, so there's no way it's coming out in 2018. But they're both back. This was literally announced today. They're both back, and Bruckheimer's producing. <laughs> That's mad. That, that it, it, I, I'll be amazed if that film actually properly goes into production. <laughs> Well, you know, well, we'll see. Carnahan was going to do it last time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, yeah, it quite. Um, but it didn't happen. But I want to see another Bad Boys film. I'd be happy to see another Bad Boys film. Like, Bad Boys 2 was just fucking... That was all the bay, but R-rated <laughs> all the bay. Yeah. You know, so... it yeah. was that, that film was fucking dumb as fuck. It just... 
That fuck yeah, that fuck fuck that film. I want to watch Bad Boys. Uh, fuck, I need to watch Bad Boys two in four K. I I need I need four K. I need four K. Anyway, cool. Right. Uh, what what have we watched? So um, I've I've got a, a, a fair chunk. You said you don't have much. How many have you got? I, three. Shall I kind of start swing back to you around to you? That, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you mind if we just go for a quick wee? No, but gracias. Oh, I'll tell you what, man. I just had a fucking terror that I, 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 you've probably never experienced, but at least not for a long time. Yep. Fucking went for a pee, got my dick out, and was like, oh, fuck. Lottie's toilet seat is on here. So I was trying to remove the toilet seat and place it back on its fucking, like, holder up on the wall before my pee started coming out. But because <laughs> I had my dick out, it was like right, ready to go, <laughs> and it was like trying to like get this toilet seat back on the fucking hanger before. Oh, mate! I tell you what, it was fucking sphincter fucking tightening. Like it was, I managed it. It's all good, no spillage or anything. But fuck. <laughs> anyway, um, just so I know, what time have you got until? Uh, I've got one of the twenty minutes, half an hour. Twenty minutes, half hour. Right. Okay. Cool. Uh, we've we've got no emails anyway, so there's that. So um, have we got any Twitter questions? No. All right. Sweet. Did, shit. Do we? Even... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, right. Okay. So shit. Okay. So I've got. What's about to... Right. Okay. So one, two, three, four. Actually, I've only got five. Would you want to do two, then I'll do my three, then you do three? Yeah, sweet. Okay, so... Um, right, I'm just trying to think which ones I'll be talking most about. Right, okay, so just to say uh, very quickly, I rewatched Ghost in the Shell, which... Um, the, the, the remake, which I think really, really holds up. Uh, the 4K looks very good on iTunes as well. Um, not amazing, because it wasn't a 4K DI, but it looks very nice. Um, and yeah, uh, it, and it was like six ninety nine as well. So how can I not? Um, yeah, it's a good price for that. Um, so yeah, Ghost in the Shell. I think it's got some interesting shit to say. It's not the anime. The anime is really fucking good though. But I, I, I think it's it's much more respectful than I think people who haven't actually seen the film were very loud in making their opinion about on Twitter uh, mm. about. And you know what it. It was a box office bomb, so, you know, well done. Um, that's basically taught them that people want less female-led action films based on non-American sources. Well done. Um, you know, that will be the lesson they've taken away from that, and Paramount had a really bad year last year, and they were trying yep. shit, because, you know, they did Mother and Downsizing as well say what you want about mother or downsizing um so yeah yeah it's it's great and um, i think scarlett johansson is really good and the effects are fucking amazing the world building is fantastic so yeah there you go um okay so i will talk about before handing over to uh mark um early man so this is the new Ardman film. oh the new Ardman one yeah mm. it's an awful lot of football in it didn't know that going in Football. Yeah. So basically, right? Yeah. It's weird. The story is, which I'm really surprised they didn't actually fucking 
make more of a point of in the marketing, like mm. in the UK at least. So basically, the story is right. Uh, Meteor comes down, wipes out the dinosaurs. Cavemen are actually also there for some reason, and so the dinosaurs are wiped out, and there's this massive crater that's formed. And in the crater, like all these like lava rocks come down. They cool down, and they're like footballs. So then, early man, they start playing football and whatnot, and then they do cave paintings of kicking footballs. And then later on, you've got uh, so it, it's like these are like early, early, early cavemen, like proper Neanderthals. And then you've got well, actually, it's a bit confusing. You've got Neanderthals, but then you've got then you've got like a, a tribe before the Bronze Age, so like the Stone Age before the Bronze Age, and yeah. they don't know about football, but they live in this crater. And everything around the crater is kind of unknown. They call them the Badlands. And then one day, their um, their 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 land is trampled by uh, a mechanical mammoth, and in it is Lord Nuff, voiced by Tom Hiddleston, who is fucking unrecognisable. Like genuinely, it's a really, <laughs> really really good vocal performance and apparently he's very good with impressions and stuff anyway so yeah he can obviously do things with his voice but you would not be able to tell it's tom hiddleston he's quite something um and he's he's got this strong cod french accent purposely cod french accent he's like the stone age is over long live the age of bronze and (laughs) um it's like that that's brilliant um and he um he banishes the uh, the cavemen to uh, the Badlands, but uh, the the lead one, uh, who, uh, Doug, I think his name is, voiced by Eddie Redmayne, who does kind of sound like Eddie Redmayne, but with a lisp, um, it, it, it like sneaks onto the mammoth, and he basically discovers that they play football, um, and he kind of he, he basically figures out that his people played football, and. Lord Noof wants to kind of take over the crater and uh, Eddie Redmayne challenges him to a game of football. So it's Real Bronzio versus the cave, like the, the cavemen. Are they actually called Real Bronzio? Yeah. Oh my God. And, and it, it's basically, it, it's a football match. Um, I, I, I really quite liked it. It's, it's not the curse of the were-rabbit. Um, and I don't think it's quite going to have the lasting appeal that Arthur Christmas has in this household, um, just because Donna and I went to see Arthur Christmas in the cinema. We were the only adults who were only with adults in the cinema. We had a bottle of wine during the course of the film and just fucking pissed ourselves throughout the entire thing. It's kind of a formative experience for us, actually. But now Lottie really likes Arthur Christmas as well. Um, Early Man, though, it's... Really, really charming. It's very, very. It's very funny. Maybe not like laugh out loud funny all the way through, but there's decent chuckles pretty much throughout the entire thing. Um, and yeah, you want to see these guys win. You want to see Lord Nuff go down. Um, and it's about football, but there's also a bit where a pig gives Tom Hiddleston a massage. So, you know. And the pig's voiced by Nick Park. So it's Nick Park as a pig giving Tom Hiddleston as a French emperor a massage. That sounds bonkers. Yeah, it is. Um, 
it's really fun though. Very, it's very, very British. It's very, very Ardman. And um, yeah, I thoroughly recommend it. Lossie was into it like no one's fucking business. Ah, oh, good. Like really, really, really into it. She would like. There are. She likes staying in the cinema for the whole of the film, but she will fucking cru- like crawl under the seats and stuff if she's bored or want to go to the toilet five times. She needed a wee once, and she genuinely needed a wee. And the rest of the time, she was fucking shouting at the screen. Like, no, and yeah, get them, and stuff like that. You know, she was really fucking into it. And, yeah, I mean, it's a really good family time. Um, yeah, I take a punt on it. It, it. it was really surprising. I think you'd probably quite like it. It was in association with Amazon Prime Instant Video, as everything Studio Canal seems to be these days. So I imagine it's going to be on Amazon Prime towards the end of the year. Yeah. Give it a go then. No problem. I will give it a go when it comes out then. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I shall cool. leave it to you, sir. Right. Um, just the three. Um, I watched a film called uh, a documentary on Netflix uh, called Hired Gun uh, that I, I was listening to. Um, it was the latest Chinstruckless punt. I think it was a couple of episodes back. I think it was. Um, and Mike was talking about all that, and I thought that sounds that sounds interesting. And I got I got to um, I got to picking. Uh, I left work a little bit earlier than I thought I had, and I was in the car driving to pick Bex up from work, and realised that I, I was going to be there like a good hour early. And even though Bex works like five minutes around the corner from where we live in, in a car, I thought I can't actually bother to go home, sit at home for twenty minutes. At half an hour and then come back out. Mm. I'll just go sit in the car park at Beck's work and watch some on my iPad. Nice. Um, which, you know, I don't mind doing that every now and again because it's like, I'm going to go home, I'm going to get home, and I'll set off early to pick her up anyway because I don't like being late places. So I know for a fact that, that I'd, I'd just be sat at home for 20 minutes just waiting to go out and I wouldn't end up watching anything. I'd just sit and look at my phone. Whereas if I'm in the car and I'm sat in the car, don't need to go to the bathroom or anything like that, I had a drink and I had a bag of Maltesers and I just had my, I had my iPad sat on my knee, fine. Uh, so it's this hired gun. Um, and the, the whole, it's a documentary about um, session musicians. Uh, so apologies for anybody that listens to James Burkett and listens to ourselves. I'm basically echo a lot of things that Mike said about it, um, and it, it, it kind of falls that, that that's kind of like the lives and talks to a lot of uh, these sort of big session musicians. And there's a few kind of talking heads um, of musicians. So you've got people like uh, Rob Zombie is in there, Alice Cooper is in there, um, and people like that, basically talking about the fact that there's that, that these guys. Uh, like shit up musicians and there's not actually that many of them out there uh, Rob Zombie kind of sums it up by basically saying um, that there's that you've got um, that they have to be the, the session musicians in a band have to be the best musicians in the band he said and not only that they have to not be dicks <laughs> yeah he said, because then nobody... Because they said, the artist can be a dick because he's the artist. 
but the session musician has to A, be the best musician in the band and B, be the nicest guy in the band because he's got to get on with everybody. So you'd think that there'd be all of these musicians out there. He said, well, actually, there's maybe about seven in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and That's it's, interesting. It's, it's on Netflix. And it, what I'd say is if if you're not interested in music, it'll, it, it'll probably bore you and it'll go straight over your head. And that's not a uh, a criticism. It's just it's if it's not your thing, it won't be your thing. But if you're at all interested in music and you're gonna watch it and you're gonna go, well, yeah, I, I, you know, that's he's that guy and he's that guy. And you'll recognise some of them. Like there's the um, the guy who's been the drummer for Elton John for years. I recognised him. And it's it's weird kind of looking at some of these guys and seeing them talk about like their stories of how they've done it. Um, and like there's um, the guy who plays guitar for fucking Pink. And he's this this guy with like long hair and all these fucking tattoos. Is this shit on guitarist? And it's like he's Pink's guitarist. And there's the guy who played guitar for Ted Nugent, who basically says a lot of Ted Nugent's songs he doesn't actually sing, he didn't write, he doesn't play the major guitar bits on it. It's actually me doing all that. Nice. But it's just because he's the name. And you can you can see him thinking, you can see him almost wanting to say, and you know. The guy's a fucking prick. <laughs> yeah, but it's almost like he cuts just before he says it. He just can't say it, yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's a really enjoyable watch. I, I, I really enjoyed did watching it. Because like I said, you look at these guys and going, I've seen him in like three bands live. And I've never twigged that I've seen him in three different bands live. And the weird thing is, I've got a, a friend who is, who is essentially a hired gun. Um... He's a session musician and he's played with, uh, he's called Leon Banks. Uh, he's played with, the weird thing is, he's played with like people like, um, I think I'm sure he's played for like Oasis and The Enemy and Liam Gallagher. I think he's played for Null. He's played for The Who. Um, but then he's also played for people like, he's been Barnes Courtney's guitarist for the past six months. Mm-hmm. Um and he fills in for all this, but yeah, it's just, and he is one of the greatest guitarists I've ever seen in person. And it's just like, he's playing by his bands and it's just like, he's just my mate from a band, a local band <laughs> who happens to go around doing all this, but it was quite interesting. So I, I, I recommend it to Leon and I'm waiting to see what he, he says he'll watch it at some point, probably on a fucking, ironically he'll watch it on a tour bus somewhere. Um, so yeah, but it's 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 a really I really enjoyed it to be honest. It's it was a good watch. Got it downloading on my phone. It's it's on yeah. Netflix available for download. So you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's 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 a solid. Well, I, I watched it sat on my knee uh, waiting for Bex to finish work. So it is that type of movie you can watch doing that. Nice. Uh, rewatched High Crimes, uh, the Carl Franklin uh, Ashley Judd Morgan Freeman movie because <laughs> of course you did. Because <laughs> of course I did. Good. Yeah, okay. Nobody, I don't think, I genuinely, and I can genuinely say it, I don't think there's another person on the planet that has watched every Ashley Judd movie as many times as me. No, no, I, I, I think you're right. Yep. And I, I yeah, I, do you know what? High, I like high crimes. Of course I like high crimes. It's an Ashley Judd movie from the early noughties. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And also, if you trace Ashley Judd's career, which I do, you can see that that it does, after the uh, Lord of the Rings 
fiasco that's now come to, to pass where she's basically said Harvey Weinstein essentially blocked the rest of my career it, it makes sense it really fucking does yeah yeah no no well fuck I mean it's like Mira Savino as well isn't it yep it does and and do you know what for all of the shitty things that fucking Harvey Weinstein has done and they amount to a lot denying me of more Ashley Judd movies has to be up there I think Mm. Um, also, I rewatched. Not, not rewatched. I watched the first time Conspiracy Theory. Have you ever seen Conspiracy Theory? Gibson Roberts. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd never watched it, uh, and didn't know until it started and the, the the credits were rolling that it was a Richard Donner movie. Uh, yeah, it is. Ninety-seven. Yeah. I want to say that was. 97, yep, it is yeah. 97, and it, 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 it couldn't be a more 1997 movie. Um, conspiracy theories are fucking tonally odd movie. Hmm. It's. You can't work out whether or not it's. It's an action movie, a thriller, a satire, a comedy. It's. I mean, Richard Donner is, is a weird director in the sense that he has made movies in every genre. And it's like, he's, with conspiracy theory, he's made all the genres in one movie. Uh, Mel Gibson is doing some fucking shit in this movie. It's so peculiar, because it's, it's all based on he's a um, a taxi driver who has essentially conspiracy theories about everything. But he's also got a bit of a, uh, a stalkery obsession with mm. um, Julia Roberts' character, who's a um, Justice Department attorney. And he keeps going to her and giving her all of these leads that she should be investigating. And then one of them that he comes up with, turns out, might actually be real. <laughs> um, and then it, he ends up getting essentially snatched by Patrick Stewart, of all people. Um, and it, it, Patrick Stewart is, has got him taped to a, a wheelchair. And he's saying, look, we, we, you know, we need to know what you know. And he's going, right, okay, okay, but which one do you need to know about? Because I know a lot of things and I have a lot of theories. Which one is it you're wanting to know about? And they won't tell him which one it is he wants to know about. And so they're trying to torture him. And in the end, he bites off Patrick Stewart's nose. And then he's trying to wheel himself out. And it goes a bit Jacob's ladder at that point. But it's kind of part Jacob's ladder. Um, but also a little bit part um, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. There's a bit where they're in the fucking wheelchair and he's, he almost goes down that fucking well thing to nowhere. Um, it's a bit like that. And you've got Mel Gibson kind of like screaming, but he's got his eyes taped open. And yeah, it's... Rewatch it at some point. The only problem is it, it's it's two and a bit hours long. I remember that. Yeah, which, that's kind of what it, puts it, me it, off it. It, it puts pe- which, which put me off it for a long time. But it's it's a weird fucking movie. It really is an, an odd, odd movie. Uh, but Gibson's good in it, and yes, I know Gibson's got issues, but he is really quite enjoyable to watch at points. <laughs> no, that's that's fair. I oh fuck yeah. How would you see that? Uh, Netflix. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wouldn't mind taking. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind taking another punt at that. Actually, um, it's you. You could easily watch it over a few train journeys. Okay, that that will do. That's what I'm after. Yeah, you could you could easily you could easily watch it over like two a couple of days train journeys. Because it, 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 it's totally that all over the place. That you're not you're, you're not going to lose the flow of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, okay, fair enough. It, it would take me six train journeys. There you go, then. Yeah, three days. Belco experiment took me only took me four. Cool, right? That, that was it. That's all I watched. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Um, so I conspiracy theory. Fuck, man. Just. God, I want to watch Copycat again. I want to watch Copycat again. I like Copycat. I like Copycat. And I just fucking remember, hell. Harry Connick Jr. is creepy as fuck in that movie. The credits. Isn't it just at, at the end? Isn't it Harry Connick Jr. just staring at the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Doing yeah. a weird eyes thing. Yeah. That shit fucking stayed with me, man. I tell you what. Christ alive. Um, do, you know, do you know what? I've got a real, um, a real urge to rewatch. Hmm. Um, the the Bruce Willis movie uh, Color of Night for some reason. <laughs> I know I've seen it, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same. I'm pretty sure I've seen that, but I couldn't tell you what it was about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that at some point this week. Mm. <laughs> it's probably gonna be shit. I I, I would suspect so. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, yeah, I've got a few more to go through. So um, final portrait, which inspired me to write my uh, the sartorial supremacy of army hammer article last week yeah uh, which i just wrote on a lunch break for some reason so uh this is on netflix um it's directed by uh stanley tucci and um yeah it's basically it's army hammer and uh jeffrey rush uh jeffrey rush is an artist by the name of uh, alberto giacometti uh, and he is being in- uh, interviewed by Army Hammer's writer, and after the interview, he Army uh, not Army Hammer. Fuck Jeffrey Rush's. Uh, I'm just going to start that entire sentence again. Fuck me, sorry, Mark. No, it's- he is being interviewed by art. <laughs> Jeffrey Rush is an artist. Army Hammer's a writer. Army Hammer. Interviews Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush says, "Let me let me do a portrait of you. It'll only take a few hours." And it's basically the chronicle of weeks and weeks and weeks of the the portrait trying to come together. Army Hammer always having to push put his life on hold so that Jeffrey Rush can get this out and exploring Jeffrey Rush's life, uh, involving his relationship with his mistress and his wife. Uh, wife, sorry. So basically. Um, it's a very, very entertaining film. I enjoyed my time with it immensely. Um, very slight. Um, it's only an hour and a half long, I noticed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gets in, it gets out. I like. I watched it over a week ago now, so I barely remember anything about it. Um, but I enjoyed my time with it. Army Hammer wears the fuck out of a suit. Uh, Stanley to uh, oh, fuck's sake, Jeffrey Rush is very entertaining. Um, Tony Shalhoub is really fun as Jeffrey Rush's brother as well, and uh, yeah, it's 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 worth a watch. I, it's not a go out there and watch it now, now, now. 
much. But if you see it on Netflix, it's like, yeah, I fancy a go at that, then it'll do you fine. Um, nice. So, a uh, couple more. Um, Netflix film. Uh, a futile and stupid gesture. Uh, which, um, I, 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 it's like, is it a stupid and futile gesture or a futile and stupid gesture? So, a uh, futile and stupid gesture. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you. So, it's uh, directed by David Wayne uh, of Wet Hot American Summer and One Day yep. and Role Models and whatnot. Um, so, stars uh, Will Forte as the co-creator of National Lampoon, uh, Doug, uh, Doug Kenny. Kenny, yeah. And uh, basically, it's a biopic of his life and death. So he co-founds National Lampoon with uh, the co-founder, uh, Will Henry. <laughs> Have you seen the, what is it? The, the tagline for this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, if you don't watch this movie, <laughs> we'll kill Will Forte. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you say about this because I'm actually really quite interested in this now. Yeah, okay. So basically, it's which is inspired by the National Lampoon cover, if you don't buy this magazine, we'll kill this dog with a picture yep. of a dog with a gun up to its fucking face, which is quite something. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I'm, I, I'm afraid I can't say anything more than it's fine. Um, it's actually like really funny at points, mm. um, but yeah, they, they say that they kind of play with the truth uh, in things. But there's like a recreation of an interview that um, Doug Kenny gives, which is amazing. But that was probably the interview. There's some fourth wall breaking stuff that's quite fun. Um, and Donald Gleeson is in it as the co-creator of National Lampoon and he's really like just straight and kind of really dryly witty and it's odd that it's Donald Gleeson doing that role I mean fair fair play to him because he's kind of pushing himself a little bit there and and he's fine but I don't know it kind of stands out once you know it's him Um, it, it just it's it's funny in parts, but it seems to be really, really in love with this guy who is a fucking dickhead. Like, he's horrible. It's a 100-minute film, and he basically wastes relationships with two really, really nice-seeming ladies, but just because he's a twat. Um, <laughs> and, it, it, yeah, I, it, I don't know. I fell out with it the more it went on. Ah, uh, right. Um, it, I, I, I'm going to give that a go, though, because it's, it's an interesting interesting premise. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, it, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's like him as an older man, if he had lived, narrating his story. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, there's some fun conceits in there. And I, don't th- I certainly don't think it's David Wayne's fault. And it's, it's not the fault of any of the people in the film. It's just obviously this was someone who meant something to people. Maybe they didn't quite get across why he meant something. Because he's yeah. like, he's a funny dude. He is funny. He's a fucking twat. It, it can be one of those things, yeah, where it, it, it's a little bit like the Man on the Moon thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Um, Andy Kaufman. It was they all wanted to make that movie because they were all fans of Andy Kaufman, but then it just didn't translate to a wider audience because too many people went. How do I get it? And that, that's not a. They're not smart enough or anything like that. It's just it, it's not their brand of comedy. No, I mean it's it just. The, the stuff he says and the stuff he put out, yeah, it's it's funny and it's smart and whatnot, but it, it just, it's... Okay, he burns himself. It goes through really traditional biopic stuff, but then the ending, it, it's this meta... I, I, I don't want to spoil I, I don't want to spoil it because you, you, you're going to watch it, but it, it just, like, I don't... I don't think this guy deserved this... Just because he was funny, it, to be honest, you know. Mm. So uh, there you go. Um, uh, a few times, stupid gesture. That is it. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. There you go. Let me know what you think. Obviously, you will. Well done. Uh, yeah. Last thing for me this week. Also on Netflix, the Belco experiment. Um, so got a theatrical release last year. Um, which kind of wish I went to see it in the cinema, just on, only because there's not a lot of genre stuff like this that actually gets a big screen release these days. So basically, story is um, a bunch of people working uh, in an office building. It's a government contracted company in, uh, I want to say Bolivia, but it's not, it's South America. Um, and they all all the doors are shut all the windows are closed and whatnot and somebody comes Columbia. Through. it is Columbia, is it yeah okay yeah. somebody uh, somebody comes over in the a bugatta is that a city bugatti yeah but yeah. yeah in Colombia. yeah all the doors come down all the windows come down and somebody comes on the intercom saying in in the next um it basically, in the na- there are seventy-two people in this building. In the next two hours, we want thirty of you to be dead. Otherwise, there'll be com- uh, consequences. And everybody's like, "Fuck!" Well, this is a prank. Blah 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 blah. Goes a bit battle royale, and I think it's like ten people ha- like have these traces in their in their necks explode and they die. And then it's okay. Well, these people are serious then. And so you've got John Gallagher Jr. from uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yep. And um, he was the bad guy in Hush as well. The um, He was indeed, yeah. The, uh, the Mike Flanagan film. Um, John C. McGinley, Tony Goldwyn, Melanie Diaz from Be Kind Rewind. Um, like a bunch of I Know That Guys, basically. Yeah. It's I Know That Guy, the film. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Basically, some of them are just like, yeah, all right, let's kill some motherfuckers. Some of them are, how can you do this? And it's kind of battle royale in an office block. Um, I would maybe suggest that the um, the, the Steve, Stephen Ewan film, uh, the Joe Lin- uh, directed by Joe Lynch, I think it was Mayhem. Uh, oh yes, the um, Tomorrow it, Evening one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was on. Like, Fry Fest might be out on VOD now. I think it might just have come out, or maybe out next week. I think. Yeah, that 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 flick I think maybe did this concept kind of better, just because it, it goes a bit more crazy with the flourishes. But there's some pretty fucking gnarly gore in this, especially towards the end of the film. 
the build-up is actually really, really good. Like, it's it's really about, like, a third halfway through the film before it's like, shit, these people actually mean this. And before it, it's good build-up of the characters and when the initial, like, shutdown happens, the how are we going to deal with this? And, you know, just kind of having discussions. And once it all kind of kicks off, it, it, it kicks off and it's fine. But... Mayhem had the, the there's the conceit in that film of a virus that is actually making these people go nuts and like their inhibitions are kind of coming away. Whereas in this, it is just like these people are being forced into this situation. Um, there, there's no exacerbating factor to make them go a bit more nuts. Um, but yeah, it was decent. Um, I enjoyed. I. I I enjoyed my time with it. Um, there, there are some like, yeah, fuck you, kills towards the end. Nice. It's worth a go. It's worth a go. And I, I only wish I kind of saw it in the cinema just to kind of support distributors still taking a punt on showing this kind of stuff on a big screen. Because yeah, it, it, it's like the kind of thing that plays at Fright Fest. Five years ago, stuff that played at Fright Fest, maybe like a third of it would actually get a theatrical release. These days, frankly, it feels like maybe 10% of it would actually get a wide theatrical release. Yeah. And Belko and feels fair, like yeah. one of those. So, yeah, it, it, but it, it's definitely worth a go, though. And I'm done. Nice. So, uh, um, I think Be- Becky watched it and, and enjoyed it. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's like a fun on it, man. Um, so, we, got, we haven't got any Twitter questions. Uh, we nope. haven't got any emails. So, we'll shut it down there. Uh, next week it's Phantom Fred time. Nice. So we'll be discussing Phantom Fred. Kind of interested in that Ellen Mirren horror film, um, and uh, Winchester, I think it's called. Oh yes. And yeah. uh, the Denzel one that he got a Best Actor nomination for is out this week. Fucking out. It- so hang on a minute, right? The Denzel Washington <laughs> movie out this week that no one's fucking heard of that I don't think actually exists. I think it's one big fucking prank. Uh, and the week after, there's a Clint Eastwood directed movie yeah. that I, that the first I ever heard about it was last night during the um, halftime of the football. A, a, a TV spot for it came on. I look at it going, yeah, what's this? Directed by Clint Eastwood. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Fucking, it's, it's a weird, weird time at the moment, man. <laughs> no, I am... Um... I saw a trailer for that a few weeks back and the trailer started it was like Warner Brothers Village Roadshow fucking train what the fuck is this film mm. and then it, it was like the real heroes and then it was like Eastwood was supposed to be doing something about some 1517 fucking... to Paris yeah 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 and it was like hang on that, that's coming out I thought that was like an Oscar film next year so, shit, man. I mean, Warner Brothers... And it's a surprise, because his last film, American Sniper, it was Warner Brothers as well. It was a big it was. Oscar film. That wasn't his last movie, though. The fuck was? Sully. Oh, yeah. So, well, I had a look at this, and I just indulge me for literally just a couple of minutes, just a brief tangent for this, mm. right? Mm. That film, the um, that new one, uh, the 1517 to Paris, is, is, is 94 minutes long. 94. Yep. Yeah. Sully was 96 minutes long. Didn't feel like it. Right? Now, that was his past two movies, right? Mm. American Sniper, 
two hours 13. Jersey Boys, two hours 14. J. Edgar, two hours 17. Hereafter, two hours nine. Invictus, two hours 14. Gran Torino was just shy of two hours. The Changeling was two hours 21. Letters for Iwo Jima, two hours 21. Flags of Our Fathers, two hours 15. Million Dollar Baby, two hours 12. Mystic River was two and a half hours long. He's not made movies that are that short, and yet his past two have just felt like he just doesn't give a shit. (laughs) Do you think it's because he realises that the spectre of death is fast coming for him? So it's just like... I'm gonna make these films, and I'm just gonna like I'm gonna because he's he's very famous on like just first take whatever, mm. um, and I wonder if it is just like let's just fucking bang this out, let's just edit it, get it out. <laughs> Excuse me, I mean it's weird, but it just that's it. Thank you. It's so fucking weird that it's there's a new Clint Eastwood film. There is no no buzz for it whatsoever nope, at all, and you, I mean. I'll see it. I, I, I will see it because it's 94 minutes long. But I am intrigued as to whether it's just it, because it's the real people who portray who portrayed the characters, whether it's just like they're really fucking bad. And it's just, let's just get this out. Yep. It kind of feels like it's being buried. That's weird because he's a multi-Oscar winning mm. director. I mean, shit, man, Tom Hanks, didn't you get a Best Actor nom for Sully? Yeah. You know, I mean... I, I've, not, I've, I've still not seen Sully. I've not seen Sully, it's 96 minutes long. Sully's alright, Sully's all right. I mean, shit, yeah, man. I, to be fair, like, Cancer is better than American Sniper, so, you know, there is that. <laughs> the thing but... is, I, I've not seen Sully and it's 96 minutes long, but I have seen Flight and that's four days long. Yeah, no, Flight, yes, but Flight does have Denzel just drinking throughout the entire thing. It's marvellous. Isn't that like Kelly Riley or somebody like that? Yeah, yeah, Kelly Riley is like a drug addict who he, he shags a bit. But, no, I mean, the thing is with Flight, it proved that alcohol actually improves the ability of pilots. <laughs> yep. <laughs> my, my abiding memory from that movie is... John Goodman um, teaching Denzel Washington to, to trick a drugs test. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. And and Kelly Riley the entire time, me sitting there watching it, going, "Kelly Riley is very pretty, isn't yeah, she?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. she is. I watched yeah. that movie. Right, it was Oscar season the year that came out, and I was still at the uh, still at the fireplace shop at the, at the time. Mm. But it was like mid January. Uh, no, it wasn't actually. It was the week before Christmas, and we were dead. It was we were fucking snowed under. We had no fittings booked in, so we had we had no deliveries coming in. I was just open for like two days, where literally I had to wade through fucking snow to get to work, and roads were closed, and there was no point in me being there. And it was freezing cold, so I was sat um, in front of the um, in front of one of the big f- fires we had. Mm. Sat. Oh, that sounds Pulled amazing. my desk over to there, oh. and I remember just sitting on the laptop, just watching films all day because I had fuck all else to do. And I remember watching Flight doing that, just sat there doing that. And then somebody came in, and I remember going, "Fucking hell!" and passing it because it had got to a really good moment. And I audibly said, "Fucking hell!" really quite loud. Then looked up, and it was the person, and you just went. 
really that bad, mate? I was like, oh, I thought you were a customer. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> nice. Um, no, but no, the, the Denzel film is real. I, yep. I will see it before we speak next week to confirm that its existence. <laughs> it's I, got I, it's got literally two showings a day. The film that Denzel just got nominated for Best Actor for gets two showings a day, except at the weekend where it gets one. Oh, fucking hell. Do you know what? I, I, I'm convinced. I am absolutely convinced you are going to get there and you're going to sit down and it's going to start, the movie's going to start, and just nothing's going to happen. You're just going to hear, you're just going to hear this little tick, even though it's digital, you're going to hear the little ticking noise of a film just going... No, I reckon I'm going to get there, and they're going to say, oh, the screening's been cancelled, yeah, the file's corrupted. Yeah, like, error. Okay. Error loading file. Yeah, okay, cool. File I'll, not found. Yeah, yeah, I'll, okay, cool, I'll come tomorrow. Oh, you, you, won't, you won't believe it, the sound system's bust. You know, all all we get is this is not real. You are in the matrix. Two and a bit hours long, man. It's the weirdest thing, and we we managed to watch ten seconds of it, and it's just Denzel Washington saying, "I'm stuck. Get me out of here." I am not real. I am a fake. I am the real Denzel. And then it just stops. The thing is, it's 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 directed and written by the guy who did Nightcrawler, which was fantastic. Yeah. So this this fake film, basically, if I disappear in the next week, it's because I went to a screening of Roman J. Israel Esquire and I've been killed to shut me up. <laughs> yeah, because they don't want it coming out that it's not real. <laughs> That's no, it. The academy's going to kill you. Relay my message. I will. So next week, assuming I, I still exist, um, we'll we'll talk about Phantom Thread, uh, which we're we're both very much looking forward to. I meant to rewatch Inherent Vice before I see it, but I don't think it's going to happen now. I am going to rewatch Inherent Vice just because I want to rewatch Inherent Vice because it's just fantastic. Actually, do you know what? Fuck it. What's the time? <laughs> Oh, that's half eight. I could stick the first hour and a half of it on tonight, no problem. Yeah. It's on, I think, is it on Prime, is it on? Oh, dude, I've got it on iTunes, it's fine. I think I've got it on iTunes as well, yeah. Yeah, okay. Motu Panakeku. Motu Panakeku. Also, also, just to say before we go, we've, uh, the next commentary has been decided by random decision. Um, yeah. It will be Nicholas Winding Raffin's Neon Demon, and uh, we will look to record it shortly. So patreon.com forward slash dude and the monkey and uh, I need a wee, Mark needs to eat. Actually, I need to eat. I haven't eaten either. Uh, no, I haven't. So uh, we're going to say bye-bye. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, again, Motu Panikeku. And if I'm dead by this time next week, uh, the Academy got me. Yep. Bye. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. I love my wife and my kid. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>